T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. This is Danny and Dusty. Merangatang is going to be a thing. You're not coining anything new. With Danny Merang and Dusty, the fan man Hera. All fellows with monkey sounds in there are called good. The old like Danny Merang pie. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080. Yeah, this is going to be awesome. The fan. Good afternoon. Happy Halloween. Right there, Danny Meringue. How are you? I'm doing good, buddy. How are you doing? I'm fantastic. It's Halloween. Uh, I will go ahead and I'll say it. I'm a big Halloween guy. Oh, yeah? Okay. Okay. Big Halloween guy, yeah. Because it really was, you know, growing up, you love Halloween. That's always a cool day, going around trick-or-treating, all that stuff. But uh, I went to Southern Oregon, Ashland, big Halloween town. Big Halloween town. That tracks. Yeah, I mean, the whole theater thing, they close down all of downtown, all of blocks get shut down, it's shoulder to shoulder, it's a huge party, Halloween's always a big deal down there, or at least it was when I was in school. An excuse so, to act stupid and have nobody really question what you're doing. Yep. Yeah, no, I mean, that, that, that tracks. That's about it. Yeah. My, my yeah. wife is super in Halloween. She wants us to eventually turn into the house that has all of the decorations. Mm. Like she was, she she goes. I'm not gonna do it all in one year. Just slowly but surely. We've been in the house now for for two years, and our our front yard has picked up significantly more decorations this year. Well, yeah, that's the way it should work. Do you live on a corner? We do. We do live on a corner lot. It, okay, if you're on the corner, there. This is these. Them's the rules here. If you live on the corner, you have to have decorations. I mean, your Christmas, Halloween, like you, you're the decorations house of your corner lot. It's just one of the things that you know when you drive by the corner, that corner house, it's got to be one that has the we decorations. We set the tone for the neighborhood. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 And she's very much into the decorations for Christmas. She's she's perfect. There is a there's a house around the corner that has two these two ten foot tall skeletons. Oh. I mean, the they're big ones. they're huge, and. Uh, She's like, I want to scare the crap out of kids. Like she wants, she's like, she wants to get some at some point. Like she wants Good. to do like a haunted house in the house kind of a deal. Oh, like bring the kids in, like have it like co- kind of cordoned off, like a little path through the house. Do oh go that go that route. Yeah, remember that almost got the special teams coordinator fired at Texas. 
Remember when they had the haunted house and his wife was a stripper? Oh, and that's they right. had a pet monkey that bit a kid. That's right. <laughs> you don't fly too wow. close to the sun. There's a lot to unpack in that story in a short <laughs> yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. It was a very quick story that had it took a weird turn. And where it took the turn was the special teams coach had the stripper wife who had a pet monkey that bit a kid on Halloween. The monkey's probably the the, the least or the, the the most expected thing there. Yeah, I, mean, I, don't, you, I actually pet, I don't know. All of it was it's, it's a pretty weird story. I, I've never heard of a story of of like oh yeah I know somebody has a pet monkey that didn't end with like that monkey also like violating somebody somehow. <laughs> like it's just it's it's always the case like it's what monkeys do. <sighs> they they bite they rip off faces like it's just so it goes. Yeah. So um, okay. Well, I have to stake the claim since it is Halloween. Twix is the best Halloween candy, and I will hear nothing else. Um, that's everybody a, that's has a weird their favorites. Way to say Swedish fish. Oh, you I are love Swedish the fish because they're so delicious. Swedish fish are spectacular. It is, it is my number one candy. <sighs> that, that is a great candy, but that's it's hard to find on Halloween though. I'm not a chocolate guy. Mind bottling. I'm not anti. I'm not anti chocolate. But I, I just like the, not necessarily gummy, but like that, that firmer, chewier. See, but even, even as far as like, you know, firmer, chewy, fruity candies go, why not like a Mike and Ike? Good. Mm, great call. But the, the, the fish, the fish are goaded, man. Swedish I, fish are good. They got to be fresh, though, because if you get, if you get old Swedish fish and they're hard, they get just stuck in your teeth. And I kind of like when they nasty. Do that. If you get the if you get fresh Swedish fish, oh, I, I kind of like go. it when your teeth stick together. Or like I'm not Starburst. Starburst. Okay, let me let me put this this way. Uh, my birthday was a couple weeks ago. My family went out, and my sister gave me a birthday present with a card, and attached to the card was Swedish fish. Like okay. that's that's like that that is a known thing. Now, unfortunately, I'm on a diet where I'm not eating any sugar right now. Okay. So she looked at me, and she's like, you're on a diet, aren't you? I was like, yep, these are going to my wife. But it is a known quantity with me. Don't, don't get me any other candy. Like that, that is the, the one. That is my lane. I don't know how. I don't know when. I don't know where. And I don't know why. That you is just my thing. You don't look terribly Swedish. No, definitely, definitely not. I'm definitely not a six foot two uh, skinny white blonde guy. Uh, yeah. I don't think I tick any of those boxes other than the uh, extremely white part. <laughs> I, I sunburn easily. Other than that, I don't really qualify. Yeah, no, I'm the probably uh, of of the uh, the white folks out there. I'm probably the least Swedish person that exists. Hmm. Okay, yeah. Rust, where do you sit on the best Halloween candy? Yes. Okay, there he is. <laughs> I'm not. You know, it, look, it, you can you can keep your almond joys and your good and plenties. I, remember, I mean, I haven't seen those in years. But I remember when I was a kid, I'd come home oh, with yeah. boxes and boxes of good and plenties, and those are just. Nobody likes black licorice. That's, That's garbage. No, you know, no. but yeah, you can't go wrong with your Snickers, your Butterfingers, your your Reeses, your Twix. Now, Butterfinger is the one that, like, when you talk about freshness, that's the one that it actually, to me, matters. You ever had like a stale Butterfinger? Yeah, an old hard Butterfinger yeah. is, yeah, is, is no not, bueno, man. Not delightful. No bueno. I, I this may be a hot take about Butterfingers, but it's where I live. On this take is uh, Butterfinger only good in fun size. I don't like the big butter butterfinger. Like a regular size or a king size? No. 
I will hammer a fun size Butterfinger, which is a, an upset because usually it's like, no, just give me regular size. Mm-hmm. Fun size Butterfinger is a good. It's a good mix. My- um, you you get the you don't get too much of the the. I don't even know what's inside of it. It's like. Uh, what is inside butter of the Butterfinger? Butterfinger or peanut butter-esque? Nougaty peanut butter? <laughs> but hard? And here's yeah, the thing. If you, I take it a step too further. much, it's not good. No, see, I take it a step further. On the, the okay. full size, the king size, I want it frozen. Well, The Butterfinger yeah. or anything? The, 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 the Butterfinger. See, the thing is, if you're going to go oh. full size, instead of going a Butterfinger, you really should go with the Fifth Avenue. <laughs> You and your damn Fifth Avenue, dude. I'm telling you're you, it's underrated. Butterfinger. Not it, it's it's exactly the same. That's just the inside is a little bit. It's not the hard crunchiness of the Butterfinger. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's essentially de- the same. Your deconstructed Butterfinger. Like, that's your time as a bartender at Oregon. That's what that's what that is coming out. Uh yeah. Can I get a deconstructed Butterfinger? Uh, I want the essence of a Butterfinger, but not the actual Butterfinger. I want it to taste like somebody thought about it in the next room. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't get much more pretentious than naming it Fifth Avenue. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'd like a sax, excuse me, a Fifth Avenue. Fifth Avenue. Hmm. All right. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that the Fifth Avenue is superior to the Butterfinger. I like the Fung Size Butterfinger. I will live with that. Uh, if you give out Necco wafers, I, you might hell. as well just be a terrorist Go in my hell. book. That's what I, I, that's what I say. If this isn't out, about you. It's about the kids. If you give out Necco wafers or anything like that, the circus peanuts, you better be expecting like a burning bag of flaming dog poo on yes, your Yes, you deserve it. Mm. Yep. I'm inciting violence. I think that's what I just did. Okay, real, real I don't quick. think my dad knows how to text into the show, but I'm pretty sure my dad just texts mm. into the show because you blasted Good and Plenty's earlier, Russ. <laughs> yes, I did. And this text says, I love Good and Plenty. The candy that I only get at Halloween that I can only eat that time of the year is guilty pleasures. Bitto honey. Oh, God. See, man, who's But Reese's people? Pieces are the best candy. My dad, he was uh, Good and Plenty. Mm-hmm. He Bitto honey. Uh-huh. Boston baked beans. You guys remember Boston oh, baked yes. beans? Yeah, unfortunately. Is your is your dad an old timey uh like New York baseball fan is in the sense of like ah, see, let's go ahead and down on the get your baseball yeah. game. Does it, does it... Uh, no, he also loves jujubes. Yeah, no, which, you're, you're, if you you're... want to talk about the most hit and miss candy of all time, yeah. jujubes. They also they are it. together. Oh. Like concrete. Yeah, if they, you don't get them fresh, you might as well just throw them away. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he has his candy selection was questionable at best when I was a kid. But you know what? Nobody else wanted it, so maybe he was onto something. Yeah, that's true. It's it's smart. It's going for the quantity there. You can always get everybody else's. Quick, what was your favorite costume growing up as a kid? Well, I just ended up being like a football player. My favorite one, though, that I like to tell the story was. I was such a big Pee Wee Herman fan. Oh, like I was a huge Pee Wee Herman fan. Really? Yeah, that explains a lot. It really does. Um, and I was hell bent on being Pee Wee Herman for Halloween. It was like a whole year of planning. And it just so happened that the year that I wanted to be Pee Wee Herman <laughs> was the year of incident. <laughs> The, yeah. the adult theater incident. Yeah, so I had a Halloween of, of me being Pee-wee, and I got a lot of doors open going, oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
and my mom is like standing behind, like, uh, I, he, he, he just really wanted to be Pee Wee. <laughs> but there was enough time, because if I remember correctly, like that whole thing happened like in the spring. And it was. Oh, so there was time for it to, to subside. But back then, there's no internet <laughs> keeping things alive. Reminding us of what's horrible. Oh, what's yeah. Not. Which actually, that may have made it worse. It may have made people, like, remember for even longer because it was like Pee Wee didn't have, like, his his rehabilitation, his image rehabilitation ah. stint that he could throw out there on social media or do the TV rounds. He was just the creep <laughs> at the adult movie theater, which is, I assume the people that, all the people that go to the adult movie theater were doing what Pee Wee was doing. Yeah. They just, just maybe not going, ha <laughs> They're just not That Pee-wee was the bridge too far. <laughs> yeah. That, at the end of it. Francis. Yelling, Francis! <laughs> Yeah, I uh my my mom made a custom Ninja Turtles costume for me. Awesome. And I and when I say custom, I mean it was like a vest that had like a puffy shell with like all of like the indentations of the shell sewn into it. And then it had like the you know, the Ninja Turtle chest, like the breastplate kind of thing. Is this, I, I, is, this, yeah. is this tracking? Okay. So yes. uh it just kind of slid over the head and then it had like the whole belt and the green face paint and the bandana and yes i went as donatello because even then i was a nerd uh, you went as donatello i always i, I listen man i'm I, my, always my, power ranked fourth yeah listen man <laughs> the ninja turtles i always leaned towards the nerds it was uh it was like that was that was my my thing and like cool what third grade i wanted a chemistry set oh like uh-huh. I, I went down that path. I was, I was a, I was a very, very nerdy kid up until high school. Well, look at you now. I mean, you could have become Walter White, but you didn't. I, you, I tried. You... I just didn't. I had, I, I just had bad PR. That's really what it came down to. <laughs> That's a cool costume, though. I always wish I had that kind of ingenuity behind, but I, I no, nobody was making. My grandma, she would, she would make like, uh, like the football player jerseys that I wanted to be. Oh, nice. she, was, she could sew and stuff like that. Shout out moms and grandmas out there who could sew their brains out and make incredible costumes for us. Yeah. But, no, I, I think it was uh, Pee Wee, which I think I've been I've been as Pee Wee Herman three, for three Halloweens. Oh, two wow. as an adult See, and one as a child. Oh, you went back as an adult? Yeah. Yeah. That sends a kind of a message. You know that, right? One was in Vegas. That sends a, a, like a lot of a message. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was Pee Wee Herman in Vegas on Halloween for one of my buddy's bachelor parties. Speaking of bad messages, you seen that with the Dahmer special, like the Jeffrey Dahmer costume has become a popular thing this year. Uh, in the city of Milwaukee, bars basically across the city have banned it. But yeah, I don't think that that's one that you really want to be. Yeah, that's like that's not Jason or uh, Freddy Krueger. Like that's a, an imaginary figure, like leaning into an actual serial killer. It's like, yeah, I wanted to come dressed as Charles Manson. It's like, what, what, why? No, what do you, what, what's happening here? That's I don't like that. Yeah, it's a, I don't. It's not even like it's a little like taboo or uh, disrespectful. No. It's just kind of gross. Yeah, like the like the one that was borderline. Like, I remember seeing it out and about, like, the year that Steve Irwin died. There was a lot of crocodile hunters with, like, a, a stingray, like, uh, yeah. hanging from him with, like, through his heart and stuff. And that was, like, whoa. It's a little, little too macabre. This might be a little too soon. Yeah, that's, that's, 
But Jeffrey Dahmer, but it was still like, okay, I could see it. Like, <laughs> Steve Irwin, yeah, he died. That's not great. Um, Jeffrey Dahmer, he killed an eight people. What's not? <laughs> like, for realsies. Yeah. <laughs> like, just member them. Get their body parts. Not cool, dude. No. No, it's, uh, it's a lot. Let's not, let's, not, let's not go down that road. Okay. Uh, okay. 503-250-1080. That is still the fan tax line, at least for today. Um, you guys are all texting in. Uh, favorite and least favorite Halloween candies. I have a feeling that will be a reoccurring theme on today's show. We've got a ton of football between candy conversations that we can get to and best and worst Halloween costumes because I think Jake the Hater is just hit it right on the head here. List of worst costumes. Number one, blackface. That's a fact. Yeah. Number two, Dahmer. Number three, <laughs> Oregon Duck. <laughs> <laughs> Haters going to hate. We will have Ducks conversation uh, today because they did it again. And uh, now the Pac-10, 12, is in rarefied air uh, as we have something that hasn't been done since it was the Pac-10. We've got a ton of NFL. And where we got to start is in the NFL because we got to figure out who's the best in the West. The Seahawks and 49ers are separating from the other two. Who's better? Danny and Dusty on the fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Spooky season. Happy Halloween, everybody. Rust is the best. Look at him. He's throwing down the Halloween music today. I mean, this is like... We're we're power ranking Halloween music. Mm. This is my number one. I, I have a hard time arguing that. Or arguing against that. All right, I'll go off the map. I'll go Monster Mash still. Still a big Monster Mash guy. uh, It's on the board. (laughs) I mean, if if, if we're we're playing the game, it's it's on the board, ladies and gentlemen. There's there's no doubt about it, but I think this is getting your your number one vote getter. Absolutely. All right, let's talk a little NFL. We mentioned this last week, and it's a a viable conversation heading into it. The winner of the Giants-Seahawks game. Did they have a case to claim second-best team in the NFC? And the Seahawks answered that with a convincing 27-13 win over the New York football giants. 
we can call the Giants what they are, and we did last week as well, a very limited offense that will not play well from behind, and they're good defensively, and they can run the ball effectively. But what we saw from the Seattle Seahawks is now a third consecutive win. They've won four of their last five games, and they're humming on the defensive side of the ball. It's like the defense has started to figure it out for the Seahawks, which at the beginning of the year they were dreadful. They were absolutely undeniably dreadful, but slowly but surely they have been figuring out. And and give Pete Carroll a ton of credit for this because he is a defensive coach. That fundamentally sound football and kind of the sum of all the parts are are starting to come together for the Seahawks. Yeah, it, it definitely doesn't hurt to add a couple rookie studs to your defense to kind of bolster what you didn't expect to have there. The other part of it, though, is you've got vets like Nuosu who show up and get home twice for a couple of sacks. And that was the big thing. It really, you look at uh, how effective Seattle was five sacks in a game for a team that can't really pass or generate a ton. Uh, you're going to put them behind the sticks and not allow them to run. That's to, that's to me, the thing that the, the, their ability to get home this weekend, that was huge. I mean, what they finished with eight tackles for loss and five sacks. Yeah. You put a team that can't throw the ball behind the chains and they've already shown that they just are not going to let Daniel Jones and they don't trust Daniel Jones to throw the ball downfield uh, on any and long situations. Mm-hmm. And you make a team that's one dimensional, like what half dimensional at that point, like, they, they just don't have any options. And that, that really was what kind of got this done for them this weekend. Well, and uh, absolutely. And if the run defense, if the giants have proved that they can run on anybody when they are even showing, Hey, we our quarterbacks hurt. We're going to run the wildcat. And they still were effective in slamming the ball down people's throats. It was not the case yesterday. 28 carries, 78 yards total, 2.8 average. It was a great day for the Seattle Seahawks defense. And they you knew that they were going to come around. You mentioned a couple rookies. This rookie class, they needed time to kind of mesh and mold and come together. And that's what you're seeing. Are they a Super Bowl contender? Absolutely not. But are they the best team in the NFC West? Because we have that. They're sitting right now in the catbird seat of the NFC West at 5-3. and three. They have a one-game lead on the other team that is kind of separating itself from, from the Rams and the Cardinals because the convincing way that the 49ers beat the Rams yesterday, 31-14, to 14, and unlocking Christian McCaffrey without Debo Samuel. You saw what Christian McCaffrey can do in that offense. This Niners team is going to be really scary down the stretch, too. And, it, look, these two teams may not be – Super Bowl contenders right now, but that question of who's the best team in the NFC West, as of right now, we're sitting eight weeks into the season. Would you go Seahawks or are you going with the 49ers? The top end talent for the 49ers is, is significantly better. That's that's the thing is that, but is without a doubt, Geno Wilson the better or Geno Wilson Geno Smith the the better quarterback here? I probably. That's crazy to think about, but I was uh, I was looking at the quarterback ratings in the NFC. Mm-hmm. Geno Smith is number one. Uh-huh. He has a quarterback rating of one hundred seven point two. Uh-huh. Number two, Jalen Hurts, one hundred five point one. The only other quarterback with a rating over one hundred, Jimmy Garoppolo, one hundred point seven. 
<laughs> so think about that. Like, Interesting. Those are the three quarterbacks you expect to be at the top of the NFC, and definitely not Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. Exactly. Matthew Stafford. What we're seeing is Jimmy Garoppolo starting to come into his own as well, and what, what we're seeing from the San Francisco team is they're getting healthy. And if as they can get healthier – you know, and they'll they will get exponentially better, and they need to get healthy on the defensive side of the football. Most importantly, they their injury list is still a mile long, yes. in, in, including Debo Samuel, who missed yesterday's game. And how big was that to have Christian McCaffrey in that trade? He threw for a touchdown, had a receiving touchdown, ran for a touchdown. He was everywhere, and he was making plays that were incredible. Nobody's talking about this with that throw that he had on the trick play mm-hmm. for a touchdown. It's like a 34-yard touchdown. He threw that thing 40 yards in the air. Yeah, no, he... <laughs> like, and dropped it right over the shoulder. Turns out, Christian McCaffrey, athlete. <laughs> really good athlete. Yes. But yesterday, they had they were without Eric Armstead. They were without Debo Samuel. They were without Dre Greenlaw. They were without Kyle Juszczyk. Like, they were absolutely battered by injuries still, but here they are, convincing 31-14 to 14 win. And that may say more about where the Rams are mm-hmm. than what the 49ers are potentially going to be. But as you move forward, if those injuries, if those guys start getting healthy, we're looking at San Francisco as not just the class of the NFC West. They could be into that contending uh, the for the NFC crown yeah. and going to a Super Bowl. And that's what, what when the discussion about whether it's Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo, which way they're going to go, they're going to try to have it both ways. You could see that that was not going to be something regardless of Trey Lance getting hurt or not. And that mm-hmm. was always the pushback of you have a Super Bowl contending team. You look yeah. at their defense when healthy, one of the best in the NFL. They had a ton of weapons on the offensive side of the ball. And you had a second-year quarterback who, I mean, didn't play at all and, and wasn't showing enough to – be a guy that you could lean on at least a little bit. Obviously, the injury forces their hands. They go with Garoppolo. It takes them a little bit of a little bit of time. But now, as they're getting healthy, they have two Hopefully. of the most <laughs> universal weapons in football in Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey. We talk about like how they can scheme. Those guys, you can literally put them anywhere. You can split them out. You can put them in the backfield. You can motion them. You can run wildcat with them. You can run fly sweeps. You can run trick plays. The stuff that you can do with both those guys, I, I don't think there's a, another pair of teammates in the NFL that can be used as, as uniquely as they can. Teams would kill to have one, and that, that they have two, it presents so many problems for defenses, and it obviously just one of them presented nightmare fuel for a Rams team that, my God, do they look lost. Yeah, they do look lost right now. But Seattle, I think one thing that we know for sure, and Pete Carroll said it, we, we heard Robert Sala earlier in the year keeping receipts. Pete Carroll yesterday, he's been keeping his receipts, too. Maybe. You know, all the people that doubt, like, you, you're losing that, you know. You know, like, you run the ball too much, you don't understand football, and, you know, you don't, you know, you can't stay up with the, the, the new game and all that kind of stuff. That's a bunch of crap, I'm telling you. Look, we're doing fine. We're all right. So I don't mind proving it day in and day out. I love that from Pete. You could tell, like, there is an element of, all right, hey. I'm going to prove everybody wrong. And we run the ball too much? Yeah, screw you. Kenneth Walker, he's going to start turning it on at some point. And, look, give New York credit. They were the first team to kind of shut Kenneth Walker down since he really got going. But he was a guy that, that he also started figuring it out.
Yeah, no, and that's the thing is you take a look at what's happening with the Seahawks right now as far as what they're trying to build. It's very, very, very um, – I don't say in the throwback. It is. It's what they've wanted to do in the past, right? You, you take a look at build through the running game, have a quarterback that takes care of the ball. And we, we've talked about it, that, you know, kind of going back to that 2013 draft class. If you look at their, their rookies this weekend on just the defensive side of the ball, they ended up with what? Uh, I want to say 10 or 11 tackles, two tackles for loss on a sack between Kobe Bryant, Tariq Woolen, and, and Boye Mafe. Mm-hmm. That's, that's incredible return, man. Like. If, if you're talking about, well, we don't really know what this offense is going to be. They're going to lean on DK and Tyler Lockett, who both, you know, uh, even while limited, both, you know, drop a tutty. And even though Lockett has the fumble, they're still productive, right? They still get done yep. what needs to get done. You throw in Walker and, and Geno Smith with the way he's playing right now. And my God, it's a carbon copy of the 2013 team. Like, if, if, mm-hmm. if they get, I think they're really just missing that one true playmaker that leader which is probably the hardest part to find of that defense but if they do with the just litany of draft picks that they have from the russell wilson trade let's let's say they're happy with everything that they have right now and the the broncos pick ends up being you know somewhere between 8 and 12 which i think it's a realistic proposition that it is there's some defensive dudes in there where you can find your guy if you think geno smith is your if you're going to extend him and he's going to be your quarterback because you're, you're happy with where your offensive line is right now. You, you've got Tariq Woolen on, on one side as a corner. What if you end up going with Akili Ringo? And he yeah. ends up being your Richard Sherman. Like, like, there you go. Like, where, where is this team going from then on out? Like, do we, obviously the 49ers are a right now team. Are the Seahawks the next up? Well, and I think there's kind of a – there's an element of this team really coming together. Uh, because you hear with Tyler – this was a shot at Russell Wilson – and I don't think it, it's I think it's undeniable at this point. It is a shot at Russ Wilson. Yes. Tyler Lockett when he said yesterday, it's amazing what we can accomplish when no one cares who gets the credit. He downplayed it and said I'm not talking about anybody in particular and I've said this over the last 5 years da, 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 da. but I mean, come on. We know who you're talking about. We all do. I mean, he's the only guy active on the team that has to kind of do this, but mm-hmm. all of the former teammates that are out of football or on different teams are all throwing yeah. Russ under the bus. So we, we, I mean, we know. Hey, and Russ had a game where he actually looked a little bit like himself, especially late in the game where he had a run. Give credit where credit is due. Uh, he had that run in the, on that game-winning drive that opened things up for uh, Denver, kept it alive, and they set up the um, eventual game-winning touchdown by Latavius Murray, who you see Latavius Murray's stat – no. He became uh, the first player to score a touchdown in London for two different teams in the same year. <laughs> wow. wow. <laughs> yeah. That poor guy, is, he's racking up his freaking fire miles. <laughs> sure is. Um, but one thing that we know, whether it is Seattle, who where they have G- Geno Smith, who is the number one passer rating in the NFL, or it's San Francisco, who has Jimmy Garoppolo, who's number three in the NFC in passer rating, They've got guys who can manage a game, which, incredibly, that's saying a lot this year. And yesterday, we saw some really bad football. We'll talk about that, but first, Rust has got a blockbuster trade in the NFL with SportsCenter.
This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080, The Fan. He did the match. Goat status. Goat status. Best Halloween song. I will hear Thriller. I will hear Thriller. It's okay. All right. Uh, We were talking about how we've seen Geno Smith, who... He is managing games quite well for the Seahawks, finding his rhythm. And really, he is actually attempting and making throws that are very un-game manager as what we would usually describe it. He's taking a little bit of risk. Um, and Jimmy Garoppolo, like we have a text that comes in at 503-250-1080 that says, what are we considering a game manager these days? Because one thing about Jimmy G is that's not like what I – um, think of a game manager is that he turns the ball over a lot. Like Ramsey dropped two pick sixes yesterday, uh, but he also makes some really good throws. Uh, like I, Jimmy Garoppolo is one because of the fact that he can get you to a Super Bowl, and he just is trying to get the ball into his playmaker's hands. But he is not a guy that is going to – you're not going to say, hey, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to go out and win this game. I think that Jimmy Garoppolo can lose you a game <laughs> for sure. For sure. But he's not going to be the guy that goes out and wins a game, and you just want to mitigate as much risk as you possibly can, and he kind of wavers on that of just being a game manager to a risky proposition at quarterback. I like to think he's gotten to the Super Bowl before. He can guide you there, but he cannot win you that game. Yeah, no, I mean, obviously we've seen him do it, and that's the kind of thing is that that there's levels to the whole game manager thing. I, I always use kind of Trent Dilfer as the the line here, right? He's the Mendoza line for all of this. But the flip side of that being he had an all-world defense behind him, one of the best of all time. So, like, are the Niners at fully healthy? Are they one of those? Yeah. I don't know no. if they're that. But no. Is also, and they're not going to be fully healthy because no. they're putting guys on the IR with ACL injuries like Emmanuel Mosley. Exactly. And then you throw on top of that – uh, well, not to throw on top of that. The, the counter to that is 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 Garoppolo uh, Dilfer level quarterback. No, he's better. He's mm-hmm. be- he's better than Trent was. And then, but how much and like where does the sliding scale kind of fit? And does that qualify the 49ers for being a Super Bowl contender with a caveat of health? Boy. Uh, and this is the thing is that with what we saw, especially the, yesterday in the NFL, is a game manager. I think a lot of teams would just love to have that, which is so weird to say. We saw some horrific quarterback play, some horrific offensive play. And was it Tom Brady? Was it after week three heading into week four, or was it after week four? He said something that he's just seen as a lot of bad football. That's what he's seeing with the with the drop in scoring across the league, which has been a – I mean, it's not just a tendency. It's our normal now. We've seen that throughout the course of the season. We're almost halfway done with the NFL's regular season, and the offenses just aren't producing. And it was highlighted yesterday with poor quarterback play. Because you can count, what, eight eight quarterbacks that truly had bad quarterback play. Zach Wilson's three interceptions against the Patriots yesterday, two of them are as bad as it gets. One of them, he was trying to literally throw the ball away. And he didn't even throw it out of bounds far enough, and he just threw it to uh, Jason McCourty, who's sitting right on the sideline just waiting for the ball. I mean, that was atrocious. How much of this is bad quarterback versus young quarterback versus injuries around the league that are putting quarterbacks in, in different positions, like a Garoppolo having to do a little bit more, like a Zach Wilson who's not ready or maybe not the guy? Uh, not having uh, Brees Hall back there. like the, I think there's a couple different ways to look at this, but there's also 
there's been a consistent level of ugh, quarterback no, play. There, no, this is bad. Yesterday was just bad quarterback play. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just bad. Wilson was bad. Mac Jones, he wasn't much better in that win. Um, when you just look at from efficiency to production, he only threw for 194 yards, a touchdown and a pick. He wasn't great. They had uh, pick six that got called back because of roughing the passer. You saw um, Trevor Lawrence. He had a miserable day against the Broncos including an interception to end it. And he didn't throw for over 200 yards again. You had Kyler Murray, who just got paid. And he his two interceptions that he had in the second half, they're about as ugly as it gets. Because it's not just like when you – it's not the, the type of interception that you throw, it's when you throw it. And his first mm-hmm. pick – um, it was in the third quarter. It was right after a Minnesota touchdown to make it 21-17 Arizona. Then he comes out and just first play the drive, boom, gets picked off. It leads to another touchdown, and you go from up 17-14 to 14 to in a 28-17 hole like that. And then his last interception, it came right after another Minnesota touchdown where it's like, all right, it's do or die time, and it's thirty four twenty six. What do you got? And die. Well, and uh, you know, I, I do have to point out that Call of Duty did just release. <laughs> it, it, it is out. Oh, Patrick Peterson's celebration was fantastic. Uh-huh. Where they did a video, the Vikings picked him off and then did a video game celebration. And they they asked him what he called it. He's like, ah, I think it's called the, the Call of Duty. I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not a, not a video game guy. He knew exactly uh-huh. what, what he was doing, and I love it. I love it. Troll your brains out. Um, speaking of great celebrations in that game, uh, did you see J.J. Watts? Yes. He did, he he, did, he he did, did the, the hog tie for Jared did, Allen. Yes, he did the ode to Jared Allen. And the, uh, the, there were some Vikings fans who took it as disrespectful, and J.J. Watt took to Twitter uh, afterwards. was like, don't get it twisted. That was, that was me paying my respects. That was not like trying to show up. Because he, he got inducted into the Vikings Ring of Honor that night. Yeah, and rode a damn horse onto the field for it, which was awesome. <laughs> because he's that dude. Yeah, he is. He's a badass, and uh, he is. He's an all timer. I remember, uh, like he he's the pride of Idaho State, and that dude was a monster at Idaho State. I love it when monsters come from the smaller schools, and you see like their college t- tape, like. Erlacher, was it New Mexico State or New Mexico? Uh, New Mexico. New Mexico. I remember watching him because he was also he was their linebacker, safety, punt returner, wide receiver, tight end. Like he played like seven different positions for them. It was absolutely insane. And every time you see him come from like a smaller D one school or a less relevant D one school, the numbers that they put up and like where they play on the field and the havoc that they wreck against the lesser competition is always just truly spectacular stuff. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. Uh, thank you for bringing that up, though. That was a that was an awesome J.J. Watt celebration, and uh, wanted to get Jared Allen in there at some point. Uh, but we had bad quarterback play by Kyler. So let's see here. Where are we up to? We're up to four quarterbacks now: uh-huh. Zach Wilson and Mac Jones, Trevor Lawrence, Kyler Murray, your boy Derek Carr. Oof! God, he may have had the worst performance of the weekend. That was. Atrocious! What? Uh, uh, put your Raider, put your Raider Danny hat on. 
what's the excuse for that one? They got blanked by the Saints, 24 nothing. He went 15 of 26, 101 yards, no touchdowns, and an interception. He averaged 3.9 yards an attempt. I, I I don't know, and there's there was a Woof. there was some of this in the beginning of the season because Carr really for the last couple of years has been wildly accurate, just very very pinpoint. And this year he has been all over the place, and his reads have been weird, his decision making has been really goofy. It's it was fun. A, a little story. I was up in Seattle for the the preseason game, uh, and I was talking to Damian Lillard before the game, and he goes, "He goes, you're a Raiders fan, right?" I was like, "Yeah." He goes, "What's going on with DC?" Like, <laughs> this is early in the season, and I was like, "I," but I mean, like it. It. This is from another professional athlete, you know, who loves the Raiders, and he was dumbfounded by it. I just, I don't, I don't know what is. Ha- it almost, it almost looks like a case of the yips. Gosh, like I don't, I, I don't know what if it's a mental thing, if it's a trust thing, if there's an <laughs> injury Josh thing. Josh McDaniels it, thing. That's exactly what I know. Is this a Josh McDaniels thing? Like I don't, I don't know what it is, but he has had this year. He's probably had, if if you were to name his top five worst games in, in his NFL career, he's probably had three of them this year, which is just Man. super weird. So bad, uh, and then we had the. Davis Mills versus Malik Willis game where Malik Willis picks up a win in his first ever start. And I I thank the Tennessee Titans because uh, another three and a week of my picks 11 and one over the last four weeks, he went six of 10, 55 yards, no touchdowns and an interception. And And he won. It turns out Derek Henry, we, uh, we maybe a little bit early about presuming him dead. Uh, 32 carries, 219 yards. Yeah, that'll do it. Imagine having he had like a 32 I carries. blinked and he had 100 yards in the first half. Imagine having 32 carries and averaging almost seven yards a carry. Jeez. He's an animal. <laughs> there was a – and he even had um, – he had a reception. I think it was like a little dump off. And he caught the ball and immediately just like grabbed a grown-ass man by the head and threw him down. Yeet. And then stiff-armed another guy. I was like, you just got hit at one yard by two different players. And he takes it for 10 yards. And you had a nine-yard game. Yeah. What, what are you doing? Are you human? No, no you're no, not. No, the answer is no. I, I still <laughs> was, was it Josh Norman that he obliterated? Yeah. Yeah. That's, I've, yeah. I've never seen a grown, grown man like Josh Norman. Like, I know he's a DB, but, like, he's not a small dude. Yeah. I've never seen a man that big made to look less than no. what Derrick Henry did to him. Absolutely not. All right, 503-250-1080. We had, uh, oh, and I also mentioned, we have to mention Kenny Pickett got bullied and battered by Philly, and that's just sad. Oh, man, that's not fair. That's, that's, but that's eight. That's, that's also the the best team in the NFC. <laughs> but we're looking at NFL right now, best yeah. team in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. no, you're, you're not wrong. And it's that, that was, and I, I get why Mike Tomlin was like, you know, sticking with his quarterback for so long, he knew putting his young guy out there, yeah. he was going to get bludgeoned. In that, he, here's the thing, though. Th- that goes back to Geno Smith, Pete Carroll, what they're doing in Seattle. Have a system. Mitigate the risk. Trust what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And 
you're seeing the slow and steady, they're getting back on pace, man. There's so many teams that are trying to do too much too early with these young quarterbacks. And right now, you've seen that one of the smarter teams might be, I can't believe I'm saying this, the Chicago Bears in what they're doing with Justin Fields because he wasn't the reason why they lost outside of the fact he didn't touch Micah Parsons when he threw an interception. And if he just touches him down, he doesn't return it for a touchdown. Mm -hmm. Instead, he jumped over him. Weird move. But Justin Fields is playing better than the guys that were drafted ahead of him. And I never would have thought that three weeks into the year. But they're, they're staying true to a system of development that I don't see with Zach Wilson. I don't see with Trevor Lawrence. And there's a lot of quarterbacks that, man, they look bad right now. And they just need to be brought along slowly. I don't disagree. Part of me, though, is is wondering how much of this is... Justin Fields developing, his coordinator getting half of a brain, and the lack of offensive focus for both the Jaguars and Jets. <laughs> yeah, true. True. There's, there's a combination of the game. And maybe this is my bias because I don't believe in Justin Fields, but there's just been some stuff where I'm just like, mm. I think I, I, of, the, of the group, I still believe in Lawrence the most because he, I think he's shown the most, even young quarterbacks just making terrible mistakes over mm-hmm. and over again. But looking at where the, these quarterbacks are at, it'll be interesting to see kind of the, as, as the mile markers we head into basically midseason, how they close the rest of the year. 503-250-1080. That's a fan text line. Danny Dusty on the fan. So This is a weird Halloween tune. It's a creepy song. It says creep. It's called creep. Oh. <laughs> a little TLC. Love TLC. Actually, it's in here because today is the 28th anniversary of this song's release. Oh, get out of town. I cannot. The I cannot. Nobody, that... nobody will be here to run the show. <laughs> the only thing that I think of when I hear any TLC song now is the movie The Other Guys. <laughs> where Michael Keaton oh God. is the captain, and all he does is quote TLC songs, and Mark Wahlberg gets progressively mad as the movie goes on. Like, do you not understand what you're doing? No, no idea. Just fantastic. I mean, I love every bit of it. One of the more, that's got to be one of the more underrated movies that's come out in the past 20 years. So. No doubt about it. I love TLC. Great, great movie. Or, uh, <laughs> TLC. No, uh, the other guys. Great movie. Love it. We, well, you know what we haven't done here? We haven't broken mm. into the uh, the new studio with, desk, with a desk pop. <laughs> oh, yeah. We need new building desk pop. New building yeah. desk pop. Well, we got to wait till Dusty gets back in here. Yeah. yeah. And then once we we'll get into that. the actual studio. Yes. That, that way we're going to make sure that the soundproofing works. Yes. <laughs> Couldn't even hear it. <laughs> Couldn't even hear it. All right, we went way over on the last segment, so let's get back on track here. Uh, we start hour number two. For the first time since 2001, the Pac-12 has this. Danny Dusty on the fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum 
of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.